A new dawn is coming to the U.S. stock market, and it's time to throw out the investment blueprint of the last decade and prepare for a massive shift. If you've lost money over the past two years, this changes everything. Hi, my name is Mark Chaikin, and I was hired to create three new indices for the NASDAQ based on what I've learned in 50 years on Wall Street. So believe me when I tell you this shift could send dozens of stocks soaring sky high in just the next 90 days. But this is an extreme setup I haven't seen in years, since before the 2020 crash. The last time this happened, you could have more than tripled your money by just owning one stock. And I'm revealing this number one stock to buy today, 100% free of charge at newaistock.com. The question is why? Because everyday Americans will be impacted mostly by what's coming. And I want you to be on the right side of the table when this shift happens. Don't delay. Just visit www.newaistock.com. Hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes. And then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere. And it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to four hundred bucks depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now Henry makes more than two hundred rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. Hey, when you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about those out-of-pocket costs. Now, that can be a lot of money, but are your medical bills accurate? Now, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills actually contain errors. Now, HealthLock can help. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, or fraud. Now, you can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. Now, to date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. Check them out online, HealthLock.com. Go there today. People that believe that the election was stolen and have a right to, to storm the Capitol, which is a substantial number of people in the Republican Party, are evil. In this historic moment, Democrats sided with the American people, and every single Republican in the Congress sided with the special interest in this vote. I, I don't think it's true he's out there less than his predecessors. I just think Donald Trump created an expectation of a president creating a storm every single day. Freedom is back in style. Welcome to the revolution. Yeah, we're coming to your city. Gonna play our guitars and sing you a country song. Sean Hannity. The new Sean Hannity Show. More behind-the-scenes information on breaking news. And more bold, inspired solutions for America. This is a special edition of the Sean Hannity Show. America trapped behind enemy lines. Day number 373. Stay right here for our final news roundup and information overload. All right, news roundup, information overload, hour 800-941-SEAN. If you want to be a part of the program, I referred earlier in the program 
Uh, Newt Gingrich does his own podcast, Newt 360. It's phenomenal. He does a, a pretty much a daily or weekly. Is it weekly or is it twice weekly? Uh, News Digest newsletter. It's really, it's it's twice weekly. I was right. Uh, all right. <laughs> I guessed everything, so I had to be right. Anyway, um, and he calls the season that we're in politically the silly season. And he's rightly pointing out the elite propaganda media, the mob, as I call them, and their Democratic allies are all convincing themselves there's been a dramatic change shift in the electorate in just the last couple of weeks because joe signed what is not the inflation reduction act but the uh tax the poor tax the middle class tax people on fixed income act uh, on top of record high inflation on top of record high gas prices but everything's changed because joe is raising taxes 90 days before an election which is a bit of madness and insanity um, and he, he rightly points out all these examples, starting in August of 1980, that Reagan wasn't didn't really have a chance to win. He was underperforming or in 94. No one thought the House Republicans would win a majority. I was there. I was emceeing Newt's event the night he became Speaker of the House. The same thing with Donald Trump in, in 2016. In 2020, House Republicans, they were supposed to lose 25 seats. They gained 15 seats. You know, that's what was a 40 seat swing, if you do the math, uh, as as they had predicted it. Um, so a lot of people don't know. Like we have polls out now that have Adam Laxalt winning in the great state of Nevada. We had a poll Trafalgar come out showing and Trafalgar also showing Adam Laxalt winning in Nevada. But J.D. Vance is now winning in the state of Ohio. Uh, we have a poll that came out this weekend. It is a one-point race with Dr. Oz versus this lunatic Bernie supporter, uh, John Fetterman, who, by the way, wants to legalize heroin, uh, doesn't want any fracking. Um, he literally is is probably the most insane person running for office today, and he can't speak. He's only been out for 11 minutes before he had a stroke uh, just before the primary. So all of these races are winnable races. Anyway, Ari Fleischer is with us, former White House press secretary. He had a massive bestseller that just came out a couple of weeks ago. And uh, by the way, it's called Suppression, De Deception, Snobbery and Bias and Why the Press Gets So Much Wrong. Uh, anyway, he's with us now. Sir, how are you? I'm great, Sean. Thanks for having me. You got to admit, it's not new to you. It's not new to me. It's not new to anybody that's been in politics any any amount of time that they want to suppress donations, suppress enthusiasm of people. So they run out with these polls saying so and so in this state, so and so in that state has no chance of winning. Well, we're seeing it again. Oh, yeah. I, I, you remember that? that they had Senator Tom Tillis was going to lose North Carolina last cycle. Joni Ernst was going to lose Iowa last cycle. Uh, and, of course, Donald Trump is going to lose Wisconsin by 18. He lost it by .07. They, they do it time after time. And all it takes is, is one little thing. And then they just launch. The whole student body goes left. And they say, see, Biden's coming back. Biden's coming back. And as you point out, Sean, American people don't pay a lot of attention to bill signings. That's not where it's at. Now, on the other hand, I, I'm pretty sure you would agree with me. I, I never want people being overconfident. I mean, right now, if you would ask me if Republicans win the House and Senate, I'd say they probably win the House easily. The Senate is harder because of the states that are in play. I mean, we're looking at every bellwether state. You got Florida, 
You've got Georgia. You've got North and South Carolina. You've got New Hampshire. You've got Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. Uh, you've got Ohio. You've got Nevada. You've got Arizona. You've got Missouri. You've got Colorado. You've got the state of Washington. None of these states are easy for Republicans to win, and they have to hold in very key states, and then they have to win in other key states. It's not easy. No, that's exactly right. I, I think that analysis is spot on. The House is definitely going Republican. There's no question about it. The Senate is 50-50, and it's a 50-50 shot that Republicans are going to take it. But I'll tell you this, Sean, you won't know it by reading the mainstream media. The mainstream media will launch onto any one little piece of pro-Biden evidence and make it sound as if all the evidence is now pro-Biden. And that's just how they cover the polls and how they cover politics. It reminds me of the last cycle. Remember, Donald Trump was supposed to lose Wisconsin by 18 points. He lost by 0.7 percentage points. Senator Tom Tillis was supposed to lose in North Carolina. Joni Ernst was supposed to lose in Iowa. They both held those seats for Republicans. So we get used to the press being cheerleaders. The American people know better. Let me ask you, do you think most people now understand the, the real impact of political bias? Two quick examples. 2016, you have a dirty Russian disinformation dossier that Hillary Clinton pays for. She gets protected by the FBI for deleting emails, top secret classified information on her server. She gets away with it. Then she pays for a dirty dossier, hands it to the media. The media runs with it as if it's gospel truth and then even gets picked up by the FBI so they can spy on Carter Page and backdoor spy on a presidential candidate and later a president. And they they run with this lie for three long years and none of them have ever been held accountable. Then fast uh, forward to 2020. Here's Hunter's laptop that is real. And within seconds, they label it Russian misinformation in one voice in unison. And they they're able to pass that narrative off as gospel truth. I mean, those are two massive, you know, issues that come up before presidential elections that I believe have an impact on those elections. Yeah, and don't forget the 60 Minutes and CNN did it to Mitt Romney in 2012 in the debate in which Candy Crowley interrupted the debate to say that President Obama, as she put it, did con condemn the Benghazi attack as terrorism when he didn't. And 60 Minutes had evidence of that that they kept under seal and didn't unveil it until the day before the election, indicating that Obama never considered Benghazi terrorism. They do it time and time again. Their fingers on the scale, their hands on the scale, their bodies on the scale. The problem, Sean, is Republicans know it, independents know it, and Democrats don't. Democrats have come to expect the press to tell them what they want to believe. And it's a real disservice to our country to have that kind of fundamental split over simple facts about what happened and what didn't happen. And the mainstream media still is overwhelmingly the dominant force in the media. Despite you, despite Fox News, despite talk radio, ABC, CBS, NBC, AP, New York Times, Washington Post dominate. They have more viewers, more readers, more coverage when you add it all up than conservative outlets do. So it still is an ongoing major problem. But, but we do have a massive audience that's very loyal, Ari. The only reason I've been able to do this radio show as long as I have is because people listen to it. The only reason I've been, I'm the longest running primetime cable news host in the history of cable news, which shocked me last year when it happened or earlier this year when it happened, uh, is because people give me that camera every night by watching. And there is an appetite 
for alternative media. We see it now a little bit with podcasting. We see we see more and more conservative websites popping up that are offering news alternatives to people and people are choosing. And and you do watch the, the for example, CNN's ratings are in the tank. I mean, the heart, the cartoon channel has more, more viewers than they do. Yeah, but here's um, what you're missing, Sean. ABC, NBC, CBS evening news broadcasts are the ones combined. Ahead. Correct. They're watched by about 20 million. Your show. But, is but go back 10 years ago. Million. Well, three to four or five million, depending on what the news is. But go back 10 years ago when they used to all three of those shows would get audiences of 12 to 15 million each. No question. They're in decline. They're in decline. And actually, under when Reagan was president, 50 million Americans watched those three. They're in long standing, decades long decline. But my point is the mainstream media is still dominant. Conservative media, thank goodness, it's emerged, it evolved, you're one of the leaders of it, but it alone doesn't make up for the misleading information that the mainstream media puts on the air. So what do people do? People always ask me all the time, what can I do? I, uh, first of all, the, from my perspective, I find these shows unwatchable. It's sort of like once your eyes are open to media bias, you can't close them again. Yeah, and you see it everywhere. I don't. Uh, did you see that Humpty Dumpty clip on Mediaite? You know, he actually thinks that his show had a profound impact on the media. Ari, most weekends he was looking at like a half a million people watching his show. I would be fired in two days if I ever sunk that low. No, what, what, what people need to do is have a common sense to them. Tune in things that are meaningful and tune things out that are not. Which brings me back to your beginning here about the election. The Washington Press Corps, which obviously has a bias to Washington and its importance in our life, thinks every time that Joe Biden signs a document, American people are riveted by it. Signing legislation changes the cost of living. No, it doesn't. The American people get that. Washington reporters don't quite get that. So elections remain the most profound, powerful thing we have at our disposal as Americans. And this election still, it seems to me, Sean, is shaping up as a wave election, a la 1994 Newt Gingrich, a la 2010 when the House went Republican, a la 2014 when the Senate went Republican. I know I would say the one biggest factor that could dampen it could be if the Democrats in opposition to the Roe v. Wade reversal pour out in huge numbers. It won't be for Biden, and it won't be for anything Biden did. But, you know, opposition is a more powerful motivator than support. Conservatives supported that case. We're pleased with it. But the Democrats who sat on their hands may just be fired up and turn out. So that is the one factor out there that I legitimately have my eyesight on that could create Democratic turnout. I'm glad well, great minds think alike. Cause but I do worry I've been, about that politically. I've been thinking about the same thing. Only in large part, too, because it's being demagogued, that abortion is going to be made illegal in America. And we both know that's not true. All right. Quick break. More with Ari Fleischer with us. Huge bestseller, suppression, deception, snobbery and bias. Why the press gets so much wrong. All right. We continue with Ari Fleischer, former White House press secretary to 43, President George W. Bush. Uh, author of the bestseller, Suppression, Deception, Snobbery, Bias, Why the Press Gets So Much Wrong, bookstores everywhere, Hannity.com. Um, let me ask you about this. When the media goes forward with the, the same terminology that the Democrats want them to use, uh, the Trump-Russia collusion or the Inflation Reduction Act, uh, this is an Inflation Reduction Act. 
This ends up taxing the oil industry, the gas industry, the coal industry, big corporations, corporations don't pay taxes, and small businesses, they too will pass all the costs on to we the people, the consumers. So it really is the tax the poor, middle class, and people on fixed income act of of 2022, but that's not how the media portrays it, is it? Yeah, and you could add to that the Corporate Welfare Act of 2022. That's also what all these green subsidies are going to be. Uh, whether any of them accomplish anything is a different story. Um, no, Joan, you, you nail it. And it, this is in my book. You know, Republicans have names for things, too. Republicans want to call the estate tax the death tax. So in the New York Times, every time they write a story about it, they call it the so-called death tax, or as Republicans refer to it, the death tax. But here, they just go straight in and call it the Inflation Reduction Act because Joe Biden whispered it in their ears, and from Joe Biden's whisper to their fingertips, they type it. This is the problem with the mainstream media. The Democrats get to start every inning like they have a runner on second base, and Republicans start every inning with, with two outs. Uh, that's the problem. The media immediately takes sides and naming it the Inflation Reduction Act and having the press just parrot it. That's a huge advantage the Democrats have. They do. Do you think there comes a point where people get really hip to this or is the country just divided and, and people will go to news sources that reinforce their values? The interesting thing is way, way, we have so many more Democrats than anyone ever imagined watching my show more than watch any MSDNC show. Does that surprise you? Why is no, that? No, it doesn't because your show's reach is so massive. When you're reaching three, four, five million people a night, you're going to have, if, if, let's just say it's 10%. That's to be 500,000 Democrats. That's a huge number. Now, the, the MSNBC doesn't get that because their shows aren't as watched. CNN shows certainly aren't nearly as watched that much. But I would say, Sean, still, your audience is overwhelmingly conservative and Republican. It does have a nice smattering of other people, which is great. And I think it's more intellectually diverse that way. You want people who can clash with you. You want to take on other people's ideas. Uh, I don't like echo chambers. I like to win debates. And I, I, want, I, I, I want to debate John Fetterman over his wanting to legalize heroin and let criminals run free and his support of Bernie Sanders and uh, his moratorium on fracking in Pennsylvania. I'm offering him an hour on TV, a full hour, and three hours on radio. You think he'll come? Oh, of course he won't go. Of course not. He acts like he's a man of the people, but he, he could never handle your show. He wouldn't do it. You know, he, yeah. the guy, he's Bernie Sanders with a hood. That's exactly who he <laughs> no, is. I'm calling him a spoiled uh, a spoiled, lazy trust fund fun brat with a hoodie. You know, yeah. never seems to have worked a day in his life. Uh, we got to run. Anyway, the book by Ari Fleischer, a huge bestseller, and it's called Suppression, Deception, Snobbery, Bias, and Why the Press Gets So Much Wrong. You're not going to want to miss reading this book. Uh, Ari, we appreciate you being with us. Always great to be with you, Sean. Thank you. 800-941-SEAN on number. Quick break. Right back. Sean Hannity, always concerned for our country, always honoring our servicemen and service women, and standing up for liberty every day. All right, 800-941-SEAN, our number, if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, we got a great Hannity tonight, 9 Eastern on Fox. Let's get to our busy phones. Mike is in Pennsylvania. Mike, you're on the Sean Hannity Show. What's going on? Hey, Sean. Thanks for taking my call. 
yes, little sir. concerned about Dr. Oz in Pennsylvania. At the beginning of the month, that Pennsylvania Supreme Court said that uh, uh, no excuse voting by mail is constitutional. And um, that, you know, well, you know what happened in 2020. And then last year in January, or this year in January, the um, Commonwealth Court said it was not constitutional, and there's only certain circumstances when they can mail in, and they would require a constitutional amendment. So once again, they're going around and saying, you know, this is the law when it's not the law. Well, here's the deal, and this is very, very important. I think everybody needs to understand this. They're, what they're doing is not constitutional. That legislation, what was it, seven, AB 77, something like that? Right. What is it, Linda, what was it called? X-77? Yeah, that bill was unconstitutional. Because the Pennsylvania Constitution it, it enumerates the exact circumstances and only the exact circumstances that people can vote by mail. Now, the legislature, rather than going through the very difficult, hard, arduous process of amending the Constitution, that's a heavy lift, they decided to just bypass that hard process and do it legislatively. That, by its very nature, is unconstitutional. The fact that the Supreme Court upheld it is also unconstitutional. To me, that ought to be challenged in the U.S. Supreme Court problem with the U.S. Supreme Court is they take such a small percentage of cases that they're presented with every year. Um, we know in Wisconsin, their Supreme Court recently decided with very little fanfare that those drop boxes that they were putting out all over the place in Wisconsin in 2020 were unconstitutional. But again, nobody seems to want to pay attention to the law. You know, my biggest argument post-2020 is laws were not obeyed. You know, many states have laws that allow partisan observers to watch the vote counting from start to finish and not from a thousand feet, a hundred feet, 20 feet away. They get to watch it right up close with their own eyes so they make sure that it brings integrity to the process. Because of COVID, those, those rules were, those laws actually were not heeded to and not, and, and they didn't have the observers observing. Well, that lends itself to people questioning election results and the integrity of elections. Look, it's very simple. If you want election integrity, you need a few basic things. You need voter ID, signature verification, updated voter rolls every year, chain of custody control if you do have mail-in balloting, meaning the moment a ballot arrives at a location, it is on camera the entire time so that People can watch it 24-7. It keeps everybody honest. And partisan observers should get to observe the vote count. That should be mandatory in every state. Every state legislature, however, they're the ones responsible. It's enumerated in the Constitution that they set the time, place, manner for elections. So they ought to be the ones to do it. Um, but I agree with yes, you. One it's of my concerns, oh, I'm sorry. One of my concerns is I don't hear anything about anybody doing anything about this. You know, going well, to they the did enough Supreme to get it to this, or anything. I don't know what the status of it is, whether they will appeal to the Supreme Court. The, the best thing that people in Pennsylvania need to do is just listen to John Fetterman's positions. Now, I call John Fetterman out. John Fetterman wants to legalize heroin. He wants to let criminals out. John Fetter, Fetterman is a, a radical leftist, if ever there was one. Uh, now we see in the polls this weekend 
Dr. Oz has closed the gap. In one case, it's within less than a point. Trafalgar, what, under four points. And you have a race in Pennsylvania. And I think that that you can't allow Fetterman to get away from hiding from his radical positions. You got it. turns out this guy likes to look tough. It turns out he's a spoiled trust fund brat that wears a hoodie and tries to look tough. He's not that tough. John Fetterman, if you're that tough, stop sending out fundraising emails with my name on it and get your ass in my studio and we'll give you three hours on this radio show and discuss your words and your positions. And I'll even throw in an hour of TV. Mono a mano, Mr. Tough Guy. Because, you know, he's trying to ma- raise money off the fact that he can attack me. Um, I'll debate Fetterman till the day is done. I'll debate him night and day because the positions he's taken are untenable and they're not good for the state of Pennsylvania, the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. Um, I'm not worried. It's, just, it's very early in the game. And I think once people know how crazy he is uh, and what a spoiled brat he's been his whole life, the, that image with his hoodie is going to just fade away. That's my guess. Uh, anyway, appreciate the call. You're right on the law. Let's stay in Pennsylvania. Say hi to Johnny. Johnny, hi. How are you? Glad you called. Hey, Sean. How are you? Somebody said I'm good. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? Well, I'm out here too in Pennsylvania, and uh, I've been watching Doctor Oz. And to be honest with you, we need to step up the fundraising out here because. The, the Democrats have the fundraising in the bag, five to one. So that's our problem here. We need to get some more people out there helping Dr. Oz to win this. He doesn't have the money that the Democrats are pouring into the state. Listen, he was he withstood, and I'm, I'm this is not in any way uh, an attack on any of his opponents in a primary. They dumped fifty million dollars on his head in negative ads just in the primary alone. The New York Times, this maybe will help you a little bit, has a report out today about a new conservative nonprofit group that has $1.6 billion, that an extraordinary amount of money that they're gonna give hopefully Republicans and their causes a huge financial boost for the midterms. Um, And somebody was quoted in that article as saying, it's high time for the conservative movement to be among the ranks of George Soros, other left-wingers, and going toe-to-toe in the fight to defend our Constitution and its ideals. The beneficiary of the new political group is controlled by a guy by the name of Leonard Leo, an activist who has used his connections to Republican donors and politicians to engineer the conservative dominance, you know, so on and so forth. Um, that's how you fight. You can't be out. You, you, it's, it's hard to win a race when you're outspent three, four, five to one. It's very hard. Money matters Absolutely. in campaigns. Absolutely. If you look at it, the two states that are really important to, to the Senate is going to be Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. Those Big two states are going to be the toughest. And Georgia's going to be tough. J.D. Vance, he's up by four or five. He's doing well. Laxalt's doing well. Uh, I'd like to see Bud win in North Carolina. I'd like to see us do well in New Hampshire. Eric Schmidt, I think, will win Missouri, but I take nothing for granted. Um, I think Blake Masters has a good shot in Arizona. 
None of these states are easy, as everybody knows. They're all swing states. So, you know, everybody's got to be all hands on deck and, and fight a good fight. Then we can win. All right, bud? Absolutely. Good to see, Good talking, Sean. Appreciate it. 800-941-SEAN if you want to be a part of the program. Uh, Kevin, Nevada, next, Sean Hannity Show. Hey, Sean, I appreciate your work, and thank you for taking my call. Thank you. What's going on? Hey, I want to get your opinion on something. Uh, it just occurred to me that the FBI has a hotline for reporting crimes and anonymous tips and so forth. And so, like millions of Americans, I'm a citizen who knows that there's a crime happening. There's a crime family being run from the White House, and they're abating illegal border crossings, human trafficking, drug trafficking, you know, you name it, right? What's to keep me and millions of others from calling the FBI to report the crime? Is it a, is it a bad idea? Is there any downside? Well, they, if you, they if you see... If you see if you see genuine law breaking, are you asking me, is it appropriate to call law enforcement? Is that the question? Well, the law breaking is the Biden crime family. I think if you see illegal that, activity and you know it's illegal, you are within your rights to alert the proper department. And I think you'd be within your rights to do so. And I think you'd be a responsible citizen to do so. The fact that it's now being institutionalized should scare everybody. It really should. And from my perspective, you know, it's funny. I, I mentioned earlier in the program today, you've got New York now. You've got all of these illegal immigrants being sent up to New York City by Governor Abbott, and it's cracking me up. Um, now they're getting free food, free food, free health care, free phones, and they're now have added at least a thousand kids that are illegal to the New York City school system. Now, New York wants to be a sanctuary city, New York City. They want to be a sanctuary state. Well, then they're going to foot the bill. Unfortunately, that means I'm going to be footing the bill because I live there and I'm stuck here. So anyway, they line up at a New York City hospital. You get free health care, free food, free phones. You get to sign up for school and and you do not get in trouble for violating our laws, not respecting our borders, not respecting our sovereignty. And who facilitated it? Joe Biden, the president. If you did it, you'd go to jail for human trafficking. That's what you need to remember. Anyway, let me get uh, one more call in. Uh, appreciate you being with us, Kevin. Kelly is in Georgia. Kelly, how are you? Glad you called. Thank you, Sean, for taking my call. Um I've been listening to your show today, and, and you've kind of touched some of this while ago. My concern is, you know, for several months now, beginning of the year, it's been, you know, Republicans are going to almost win as a landslide because of Biden's policy and what's being done wrong. And now you hear, well, we could win the House, but not the Senate. McConnell, Mitch McConnell coming out and saying we don't have really good candidates. And, you know, I'm concerned, where is the, you know, Republican Party? Where is the Rona McDaniel? You know, usually you see her on the shows talking about where the Republican Party is, how many they've signed on to the Republican Party. And I haven't seen her at all. So if they're giving money, what else are they doing? Listen, they're out there. I know because I talk to people regularly. I have sources everywhere. I can tell you that everybody is working 16, 18 hour days every day, and there just is a lot to do. Every campaign has a certain amount of responsibility 
on their own account. They've got to run good campaigns, but they absolutely need help from their party. They need help from voters. They need help from donors. They need help with people with, you know, feet on the ground. They need help on Election Day. All these candidates, it's not easy to run a statewide race or a national race. It's hard to do. So my advice to people is if you can give money, give money. If you can give time, give time. If all you can do is show up on Election Day and vote, I'll take it. That's important, too. That's most important. Well, uh, you know, going along with that, you were, had your little segment with Ari, and y'all were talking about common sense, the common sense voter. Um, you know, where I live, I see that, that when you see the big, bigger cities like Atlanta, Fulton County, um, we have friends that live there, and they're not, they're not looking at it common sense. You know, they're like Herschel, they're pretty much saying Herschel's gonna lose, um, from, you know, what they're hearing where they live, and where I live now, we're all for Herschel. But, um, you know, I don't understand why, the voters can't Listen, see common sense. You let know, me let me just say this to you. It's today is only August twenty second. Historically, elections really begin in earnest right after Labor Day. You know, I'll take in a few extra vacation days now just to get ready for post Labor Day. I won't be taken off. And let me tell you, that race is far from over. Herschel Walker is in that race. Oz is in his race. Johnson is in his race. Eric Schmidt is in his, Laxalt is in his, Blake Masters is in his, J.D. Vance is in his. Anybody that tells you anything different is lying to you, and they're trying to depress people's enthusiasm and their willingness to participate, thinking, oh, there's no point. That's not true. If everybody stops believing the lying media mob, we can win all of these races. But it's going to take all hands on deck. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today. Load it up. We've got an explosive news report breaking with John Solomon, 9 Eastern, on Hannity, on the Fox News Channel. We'll continue to vet the candidates, especially the spoiled trust fund brat with a hoodie, uh, John Vetterman. Newt Gingrich will join us. We'll get into the latest involving the raid of Mar-a-Lago and all the developments there with Greg Jarrett, Alan Dershowitz. And we'll check in with Jared Kushner, Senator Kennedy, and much, much more. 9 Eastern, Hannity, Set Your DVR, Fox News. See you tonight. Back here tomorrow. Thank you for making this show possible. All right, who's there for heroes or their families left behind when a service member or a first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who helps our country's homeless vets and who helps our nation to never forget 9-11-01? I'll tell you who. It's the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. Now the foundation's gold star, fallen first responders, smart home and homeless veterans programs and the foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrances all across America. Over 80 runs, walks, climbs a year, dozens of golf outings, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute. They're educating kids from kindergarten through 12th grade to help our nation keep their vow to never forget. Never forget the sacrifices of our country's greatest heroes. They're hoping all of us will donate $11 a month. Just go to their website, the letter T, the number two, the letter T.org, the letter T, number two, letter T.org for the Tunnel to Towers Foundation. 
hey, if you want a firearm that is easy to transport, you got to check out the U.S. Survival Rifle from our friends at Henry Repeating Arms. Now, it is a portable rifle that you can put together, take apart in just minutes, and then when you're not using it, you can store the parts in the little case that it comes in. It's so small, you can store it pretty much anywhere, and it's light enough to carry everywhere. Now, it comes in black and two different camo patterns, and you can pick one up for three to 400 bucks, depending on the finish. Check out their videos. Go to their website. It's one word, henryusa.com slash survival. And while you're there, make sure you order their free catalog. Now, Henry makes more than 200 rifles and shotguns and revolvers, all made in America, all backed by a lifetime satisfaction guarantee and the best customer service in the business. Go to their website, henryusa.com. Get their free catalog. They'll send you free decals and a list of dealers where you are. That's henryusa.com. Free catalog decals for the Henry U.S. Survival Rifle. A new dawn is coming to the U.S. stock market, and it's time to throw out the investment blueprint of the last decade and prepare for a massive shift. If you've lost money over the past two years, this changes everything. Hi, my name is Mark Chaikin, and I was hired to create three new indices for the NASDAQ based on what I've learned in 50 years on Wall Street. So believe me when I tell you this shift could send dozens of stocks soaring sky high in just the next 90 days. But this is an extreme setup I haven't seen in years, since before the 2020 crash. The last time this happened, you could have more than tripled your money by just owning one stock. And I'm revealing this number one stock to buy today, 100% free of charge at newaistock.com. The question is why? Because everyday Americans will be impacted mostly by what's coming. And I want you to be on the right side of the table when this shift happens. Don't delay. Just visit www.newaistock.com.